Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, Jared and Bob here coming at you. Um, so I'm going to start out with a, I don't know, a story, I guess. I was going to call it an anecdote, but that's kind of fucking stupid. Um, it's a story. <clears throat> so I um, I golfed yesterday for the first time in two weeks, uh, maybe a little over two weeks um, since I herniated my disc, it blew out my back. Um, and things actually went relatively well. Um, <clears throat> so the reason I bring it up is, so, you know, Chamawa, right? That's where we played this of course you've played once or twice, maybe play once once. Yeah. Um, I play quite a bit. I talk about it all the time. It's literally around the corner from my house. Um, so it was the tournament. Shout out to Nick, by the way, friend of the show. Um, he uh, invited me on his team after they had someone who had to bail. Uh, and then we tried to recruit you because we had another person that had to bail, uh, but you couldn't make it work. So we found someone that um, their cousin, whose name is also Jared, uh, spelled differently, but uh, he works with or is like one of his buddies or something. Um, so we had a foursome. And the interesting thing about the course, I think I've mentioned it before, uh, it's a short course. There's only one par five. So typically when you do one of these like charity shotgun, you know, scrambles, um, you know, the it's closest to the pin on the par threes and longest drive on the par five or fives or one of them or multiple, whatever. Yeah. Some, sometimes the longest drive is just the hole that. Yeah, it depends on the par it's, five. It's sometimes, sometimes it's the widest fairway. Yeah, because, yeah, it, de- it depends on the course and it depends on the holes, I guess, is yeah. a better way to put it. So at in this case, there's only one par five on the course. So that was the hole that they did longest drive. So um, playing from the blue tees, which are a little further back, still not long. Um, typically when I play, like I'll play from the whites, especially if I'm just playing nine. Um but we go from the blues, I tee it up. Um, so we had started on the 14th hole, which is, uh, my opinion, the second worst hole in the course um, behind 18. I hate 18, number one, and I hate uh, 14, number two. Um, it's a super long downhill par three with a fucking tree covers, like basically the whole way down there. So, um whatever doesn't matter we started so by the time we got to seven it had been a while so i was relatively warmed up right so i get to the tee i've been playing pretty decent first couple holes were tough right you can tell i hadn't really swung a club in two weeks um but then i started actually piping the driver so i step up to the tee on the seventh hole and i'm like listen man like i'm not trying to fucking crush this ball like i know my back is fucked up like if I try and get after it, like I'm going to hurt myself. So I just step up and I'm like, let's just make a good shot. I, at that point, I was more concerned about our team score. Um, Cause I, I think at that point we were one under or two under. Um, So I get up and I absolutely fucking crush this ball. And I didn't really swing that hard. And turns out that's a really long fucking opening preamble 
to I won the longest drive competition. <laughs> um, now, I don't think that's saying a, a lot. I think I think I heard that there were 30 groups, um, like 30 foursomes. And I would say at least half of them, um, everyone in, like the youngest person in the group was like 50 years old, right? So like, cool, I, I outdrove a field that was, you know, 50% of, you know, 20 years older than me, right? Um, but still, like there's plenty of people that were younger. And I, uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't even swing it that hard. But I fucking absolutely crushed it. Um, I've been nuking I, before I got hurt, right? I talked about this before. I've been hitting the driver really fucking well. Um, the strength of my game right now, it, now obviously I have a couple, you know, if I hit driver 10 times in a in a 18-hole uh, round, seven of them might be really good and three of them are dog shit, right? You know, a, a toe shank, uh, a fucking duck hook here. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be something. I'm not fucking perfect uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I've been hitting the driver really well and I've been putting very fucking well. Um, I hit a lot of really good putts uh, yesterday as well. So yeah, I just wanted to open up and brag that I won the longest drive competition with a fucking herniated disc in my lower back. I mean, someone has to. <laughs> so the funny plus it, story. Uh, plus yeah. it's, it's got to hit the fairway too. Yes. I've, so the funny... I've, 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 I've won some and I've lost more by not hitting the fairway. Yeah. So the funny story about that is afterwards we go to the North Attleboro Elks and they do like a steak dinner and like all this stuff for you, whatever. Um, so I'm standing in line at the bar waiting to get a drink and their other cousin walks over and he's got a couple of his buddies with him. Um, now their, their other cousin is cool. Like I like all their cousins. Like they're all actually really cool. I get along well with them. They're great, but he's got one buddy that, um, and Nick will know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, shall remain. Nameless. Oh, he, he, he should have won, but he hit the rough. No, it wasn't even him. He oh. comes up to me and goes, yeah, Dan in our group hit it further than you, but his was in the rough, so we didn't count it. And I was like, "Yeah, that's cool, it's man. Gotta it's got to be in the fairway. Got to be in the fairway." <laughs> and then, so their their cousin was like, "Yeah, I mean, he hit it about like eight inches past you, but it was in the rough." So I was like, "Cool, like awesome, like again, no issue there." But like their buddy that came up to me to talk about the kid in their group. To, to that hit it further than me was like yeah but you know he didn't want to count it because it wasn't in the fairway and i was like yeah because that's the rule it needs yeah, to be it's in gotta the be in the fairway like you can hit it 400 yards but it's if it's in the rough you don't get to count it for a long drive that's not how this fucking works there there are rules here this isn't nom smoky yeah <laughs> um so I, I truthfully i have no idea how far i hit it um I don't know. I didn't, I didn't shoot anything from the box. So like, I didn't, I didn't shoot the box from where the ball was. Um, I can, I mean, I could probably look at the card and take a guess, but um, I think we had like one, one seventy two to the pin from my shot. So I don't know. It's not an overly long par five. 
it might actually only be like from the blues, like maybe 460 or yeah, it might be like right around 460 ish. So I don't know what even is that? I mean, that's like 280. That's it is a little bit downhill, but you've played a little downwind, but you know, it was probably in the realm of like 275 roughly if I had to guess. Uh, and then, so I get up to hit my second shot and I fucking shank it into the woods on the right. So classic. Yeah. Um, I at least gave us the drive on that hole. And then, uh, we, we had strings, right? You can pay for, you pay 20. I, I fucking hate scrambles. Yes. Go on. (laughs) Yeah. You pay the 20 bucks and you get an envelope and inside the envelope are like raffle tickets. Right. So you get into automatically entered into the raffle and then you get a mulligan card and you get a string. Um, so everyone gets one mulligan and then everyone has different length strings. So we used one of the strings on this par five because their cousin Jared would hit hit his on the green. So for that, if anyone doesn't know, never played a scramble. As long as you have one ball on the green with the string, you take the string, you put one end on the edge of the cup, and you keep a you draw basically a straight line from the edge of the cup to wherever the ball is that you're directing to. And then you just put the ball at the end of the string. Um, so we had like I don't know, maybe like a four or five foot putt for Eagle. Um, and I hit that. So we made Eagle on that hole. So I hit the drive and the putt. You ever play with hand grenades? No, I haven't. Pick up the ball. And like the throw. real thing? <laughs> I wish. So it's I not, just no, it's, so it's, it's not the real thing and it's not the drink either. <laughs> but like if you, you can use a hand grenade like Greenside, pick it up and throw it over your head. Oh, wow. That's funny. That's pretty good. I hate fuck. I fucking hate scrambles so much. <laughs> um, so, much. so I mean, it was fun. We had a good time. Um, so we we shot uh, six under as a team. So let me let me guess a winning score. If you, so, if you won the long drive and people or whatever, Chamawa. Yeah, it's a par sixty-eight. Twelve. Yeah, you fucking nailed it. <laughs> The winning score was 12 under. <laughs> so last year, um, Nick's team actually won. So it was Nick, Jared, the, one of their buddies, and then another kid who they're friends with that is roughly probably about as good as you. I think he's like a three or a four handicap. Um, and last year they won at 10 under. So this year we shot six under. Um Played relatively well. The first, the opening holes were, weren't weren't awesome. Um, I think we bogeyed fourteen to start, which sucked. But um, like we 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 as a as a whole, I th- I think we played pretty well. I think we might have finished top five. They only gave out prizes for the top three, and I think the top three scores were twelve, eleven, and ten. I think that was first, second, third. So we might have finished top five. Well, I mean, we might, we, I mean, we were certainly top 10, right? If there were 30 groups. Um, so we were kicking around, um, left a couple shots out there. And the, the one thing that I noticed that I picked up on um, is that I think I tend to play a, a little bit differently than most people. Um, 
especially when it comes to like approach and having trees in the way. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell the story. I, I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to say that my way is better because truthfully, there is no right or wrong way. I don't think, I think it's whatever you're comfortable with. And I think it's whatever your game, whatever fits your game style. Right. Um, but when I look at hitting an approach shot and there's a tree in front of me, I look at it like, okay, I can try and get over this tree. I can try and get through the tree or I can get under the tree. And two of those three options, there's a really big chance that you're going to hit the fucking tree, right? Now, obviously, in the, if you try and go under the tree, there's a chance you can hit the tree too if you don't hit oh, it. Oh, uh, yeah. If you don't it depends hit it on, well. how, depends right. on how low that yes. tree is. But from a statistical standpoint, I think your your probability of hitting the tree is a lot lower if you try and go under the tree than if you try and go through or above, right? So there's a lot of things that come into play too. I, as I say this, right? Like if I was 150 yards out and I had like a tree, maybe 40 or 50 yards in front of me, I'd probably pull an eight iron or a nine iron and just go over the tree, right? Like, but I'm saying like when there's a tree, like pretty fucking close in front of you. Um, So we had a shot on the 18th tee where that we've actually talked about this relatively recently. The 18th hole is the one that I hate. It's a split fairway. So the fairway ends at probably like 180 to 190 yards. Then there's a gully and there's a creek. And to carry the creek, you have to hit it like 250. But then the fairway doesn't pick up again until like maybe 260, between 260 and 265. So you have to hit and it's and it's a slight dog leg left. So you have to hit a draw 265 yards to land it over the creek in the fairway. So typically when I play that hole, I line up straight and I blast it into the 12th fairway straight ahead, which I actually was able to do. Um, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> Sometimes I fucking clip a tree and then shit goes haywire, right? But from the 18th tee, I hit a fucking nuke into the 12th fairway. And in between the 12th and the 18th fairway, there's like a really huge fucking oak tree. But there's a window, right? And that obviously, right? Everyone's like, oh, I got a window. Go. Yep, everyone yep, everyone yep. knows the meme, right? Oh, I got a window. So it's super fucking high. I don't know. I would 50 feet high, maybe 40 to 50 feet high. Um, it's a, it's a really big old oak tree, but there's nothing really to the right of it. And until there's like another smaller tree, that's maybe like 20 to 30 yards to the right, but you have about 25 feet roughly before the first branch on the tree. So you do have like a pretty sizable gap if you can keep the ball low and you can get it through. Now, part of this is because that's how I usually play that hole. Um, so I, but part of me is that's, I typically approach the game that way is keep the ball low and like run it onto the green versus like, oh, I have 112 to the pin. Yeah, I'll hit a 112 shot. Like I'm not that good, right? I look at like, oh, I have 112 to the pin. Okay, depending on the situation, like, I'll try and I'll pull, you know, maybe a club or two up and try and keep it a little bit lower and land it like 80 to 90 yards and let it like run onto the green, right? Versus trying to pin seek, 
again, that's not always the case. Depends on the size of the green, what's the wind, all that bullshit, right? How thick is the rough <laughs> that you're in? How much how much welding did you do? Yeah. <laughs> wind elevation, lie distance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I looked at my shot and I said, I think we should go with my shot, right? I, again, I'm also being a little bit of an asshole, but I'm also not going to, I'm not going to get into a fight over like my shots better because the shot we ended up going with was in the left rough that was before the end of the fairway. So in, in total, it probably went like 175 yards off the tee in the left rough. So it's a tough shot trying to get it close to the green. Um, but I was like, I know I'm confident that I can pull like, I don't know, I forget what the, I didn't shoot it, right? Because we didn't end up going with my shot. But say I had like 140, maybe 150 yards to the pin. Like I'm confident that like I can pull a six iron and keep it low and land it like, you know, whatever, like a, a, about 110 yards. And then it'll run out for another 30 to 40 yards. Like I know, I know I have that shot. But obviously the three other people in the group didn't, they, they don't, they didn't think the same way. Right. It's because they see a giant ass tree and they're like, fuck that. I'm not going over that tree, which is perfectly reasonable. Um, but I was a little bit salty. <laughs> I was a little bit salty that I absolutely pummeled the driver again, straight into the 12th fairway. And I knew that I could have hit that shot, but again, it's not about me. Right. I was being a little bit selfish. Um, it's not about me. It's about the, the three other people on the team. Like, what if I hit a bad shot, right? And it got stuck in the rough. And now the other three people have to hit a shot they're not comfortable with. Like, that's kind of fucking, that's kind of lame, right? Like, I, I can at least have the the hindsight to look back and be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to sit there and get into an argument either on the golf course on our like fourth fucking hole of me being like, no, I think my shot's better. We should do this. Like, it was whatever. Right. And it wasn't like it made or break, made or broke. Yeah. That's the past tense made or broke the round. Cause we still lost by six strokes. <laughs> so the end of the day who gives a shit. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting to, um, to see how different people approach the game because their cousin Jared is pretty good. Um, and he kind of just like goes right at it. He hits a little bit of a draw. And so obviously that's a little bit different to me, right? Because I typically hit a fade. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see how other people play the game and approach it. And it was fun. All in all, at the end of the day, it was a good time. That that was the only time where I was like, motherfuck. But I was, it was fine. I was literally over it in about 45 seconds. After we hit the second shot, I was like, all right, cool. Like, we're going to be fine on this hole. We'll probably make par. And I think we did make par. So, um, yeah, good time. So. Scrambles. <laughs> they're just like, no, it sucks because, like, they're fun, but, like, they are, like, the worst display of humanity on a golf course. Because well, like, people are always going to cheat. Right. That's the people thing. People like, always cheat. Um, I think people fill in their card before they even play. Yeah. Like there was a time I played, I played Pembroke with three 
well, if we use current handicaps, everyone's a three or better. Right. And everyone's been in that area. So three of us are three or better. The place played hard. And we came in at like 11 under and the winning group was like 15. I go, there's no way. There's a zero fucking percent chance you came in at 15. I go, it was hard out there. We played pretty good. We did not lose by four. Yeah. I assure you, we did not lose by four. (laughs) We ended up winning it the next year. I think we probably got to 13. But... Um. Yeah, that, and then it's like, you know, sometimes it's like you can buy mullies and string, and if you fire the cannon, you get to hit at the cone, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just not for me, man. Like, like yeah, the cannon, they, like, like, they can get goofy. The like, especially so. The like one some yesterday of the worst wasn't what it's. It was not that goofy, right? You get. It's one mulligan and one string per person, but you also have to buy the envelope. It's 20 bucks for the envelope. Yeah. Which so, everyone does. Right. Then yeah. generally, generally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like one time it was like, there was a cannon and you pay 20 bucks and you can take the cannon shot. And I asked, I go, what happens if the cannon is like 40 yards? Right. They go, well, that's the shot. I go, I go, it's like 275 to the pin. Like, yeah. I go, I'm gonna try to drive this fucking thing. Yeah. And then lo and behold, it's like, you know, tried to drive it, didn't get there, had a short whatever. Uh Chris tried to drive it. I think he like probably was wayward one way or the other. And we had like a fucking 40 foot eagle putt. It's like, okay. You know, I could have chipped it close and we could have had a kick in and it's the same result. Right. And then there was another one I played, like it was at Easton Country Club. And it was like, oh, if you uh, pay 20 bucks, you can hit this driver. And um, you can either take your ball or you can go drop one at that cone. That cone's 100 yards and you'll be lying zero. And I go... And they're like, it's 20 bucks a player. I go, got a left-handed one? They go, oh, no, we don't. I go, okay. so <laughs> should I just give you the 20 bucks and drop yeah. zero at the cone? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you could do that. I go, but why would I? Because someone else just paid 20 bucks and it's a scramble. We're just going to take their ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. No left-handed stuff. I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck would three people pay 20 bucks for that? Yeah. One person can pay 20 bucks, drop zero at the cone, and then all four of us hit from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fucking best ball. Yeah. I mean, that's also, you said that was at Easton Country Club. Yeah. I forget. That might have been, that might have been Easton. That's very rich. Cause we had some holes where it was like, there was one hole. It was, um, you pay five bucks a person. So again, here you go. It's $20 for all four versus 20. 20 bucks a person at fucking Easton. Um, so it shows you the, the class difference there. But um, it was, if you, on one of the par threes, if you land the ball on the green, you get um, entered into a raffle to win like Red Sox tickets or something. Um, and then there was another one that you could pay five bucks um, to, if you landed the ball on the green, 
you got, I think you got an extra like 20 tickets entered into the 50-50 raffle. So here's what I like if it's going to be a scramble. Now I've done these at like member gas or whatever. Um, so I've done one was a beat the pro. So pro hits their shot. Or no, you all hit your shots. And so if you pay, if you pay in, say it's like 10 bucks a guy. And it might be something like you win 50 if you beat the pro. So it's like all four of you guys hit your shots and the pro puts a ball down, hits their shot. If you're inside of the pro, um, you win. Like that's like fun. And that like that's yeah. just straight gambling though. Cause that's like, <laughs> yeah. it's 10 to, it's, it's a $10 bet. It's like a five to one bet. Right. I don't know. I think I think I had an edge on that one. So I want I've won one of those before. Um each year when I play at Myopia, I don't do it generally because it's a this is like a fucking event, so I like don't bother with whatever the fuck they're doing. And they do something where it's like on the green that's only nine yards wide and it's like 135 yards like short hole they do something where i think if you if you put down say 50 bucks you pay 50 bucks period no matter what like if it's a card they run it if it's cash they take it Mm -hmm. and then if you hit that that green they'll give you a pro shop voucher for double okay so you so you are surrendering the money like no matter what but like if you were going to buy shit in the pro shop anyway and you think you can hit that green like that's kind of cool too like a little bit of a challenge like that's fine yeah um and then member guest i've done this at a member guest um something like 20 bucks a guy you pay uh so 20 yeah the 20 bucks gets you a raffle ticket if you hit the green, you get two more raffle tickets. Um, so I actually did this, uh, the last member guest I played. I forget when the fuck that was. June? I think it was right before I left for Pebble. I think it was the Friday before. So someone paid for me. Um, whatever. I usually play with older guys. They love buying into this shit. I don't even fucking bother. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, I got my ticket. I hit the green. I get my two more. So I just gave them to the guy who brought me. I go, hey, man, like, hold on to these for me. He goes, oh, well, well how do we know which ones are yours? I go, Paul, that, I don't want you to hold on to them for me. They're yours. Take yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the raffle tickets were for a cash pool. So all the people that paid the 20 bucks, all that went to the pool. And I think it was winner take all. Oh, wow. Or I think it was winner take all. And then second was a pro shop credit for the same amount or something, okay. or maybe the, 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 I'm sure the pro shop took something. Yeah. So say, say it was like, um, 50 guys put their 20 bucks in. So that's a thousand, like an a thousand dollar, um, yeah. Pot. Maybe like the raffle winner took 500 and then second place took a $500 pro shop credit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty cool too. I don't like the gimmicky stuff. I don't like the mullies, um, the string. I don't know. The hand even even the grenades. They're they're like 
they're funny because of what they are, but like I don't really actually wanna <laughs> play grenades. Yeah. But that's me. I'd rather play the shot. Like some people like some people love their scrambles and there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Right. right. It's just not how I enjoy the game most. There's a few ways I do it. And unfortunately, I am competitive, and I just know that the actual competition sucks. And then, like the little the Eastern Youth Baseball one, I don't even know if they do it anymore. They also used to do something that was like twenty bucks for the foursome, twenty bucks a guy, whatever, and you get something. And they would do like a helicopter drop, and a helicopter would drop all these balls on the putting green. And I'm like, I could give a flying fuck less about this. Yeah. If I wanted to do that, I'll just go buy a $20 scratch ticket. Like a legit helicopter or like an RC helicopter? No, like an actual helicopter. Uh, yeah, once, shit was shit was fucking flying down. Like clear clear the fucking area. Like once again, Easton showing that they have plenty of money. <laughs> well, someone probably well, because again, like all those because it is Easton Youth Baseball, so it's not like a for-profit entity that was doing this. Right. Someone must be a helicopter pilot. Yeah, someone has their license. Um, because that's the only way that that gets done is by donation. They're not fucking paying for that. Yeah. Also, yeah, don't let I've Eastern heard Country, don't don't let Eastern Country Club fool you. <laughs> They're fake rich. Um, I've heard some other people talk about like some of the goofy shit. Like I think one of the guys. So some of the guys were just talking when we were like at the after part. Um, and I heard. One of them was talking about they did a a scramble for like a fire. I think it was a, either a firefighters union or like just the city firefighters or whatever. And I forget what city it was, um, but they were like, oh, yeah, one of the holes, like you have to putt with a Halligan and no, you have to like no, no, do goofy shit no. like that. I would not be into that. That's too no, goofy. That's where I draw me. the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't don't give me like. When you were saying the Eastern Youth Baseball, I was like half expecting you to say like one of the holes you have to like put it on like a t-ball tee no, and use a baseball no, no, bat. No, like, no, no. don't don't do any of that shit. Keep it fucking simple, right? Like, yeah, don't it's still just a scramble. Don't but... don't give me the the gimmicky shit that's like too gimmicky, right? I actually I would... think I have to play in one in July. Half two is a, is an interesting term. Yeah. Um, I've been signed up to play in one instead of working that day. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I haven't played. I don't think I've played a scramble. Fuck. 2019. I think. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. I don't like them, but it's, it's whatever. Yeah. So that's that. Um, shout out to, uh, to sexy Chris. He actually, uh, this will, this will be the, the, the bow on the golf talk. Um, <laughs> he, he was like, he, he messaged me the other day and was like, you guys should start a golf only podcast and call it autistic foreplay. <laughs> and when I read that, I like actually, I legitimately laughed out loud. Like I thought that was pretty good. Um, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. But I think we have been talking a lot of golf lately on uh on these shows. So we'll uh we'll wrap it up there. Autistic foreplay. <laughs> Which is funny because the guys on foreplay are fucking autistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are fucking bad. they are bad. 
Um, so one of the funny things as we transition away that I, that I kind of also came to realize that like, and I mean, I, I, I say came to realize, but I kind of knew even when we were living in Mansfield that like this part of the state is not like the rest of it. <laughs> uh, and by what I mean by that is it's not really the liberal foo-foo, like nobody can like get their feelings hurt type of place. I would say from like I don't know. I would include Bridgewater, but I would say really from like Mansfield up through like Rentham, like right along that 495 belt tends to be a little bit more red politically than the rest of the state. Now, again, I say that it's Massachusetts, right? Like let's, we're not like people in this area are not, uh, you know, Bible thumping Christians that are you know, picketing Planned Parenthoods, right? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I can go to Uxbridge <laughs> and fucking find a KKK store. I, I, yeah. I don't think. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, North Attleboro did have a fuck Joe Biden store for a long time. Uh, it closed. Easton has a um, like a Northeast Regional Trump store. Yeah, and there a while too, before the election. Yeah, so someone, that's what I mean. Someone like, drove a car through it at one point. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, um, they were the shit face leaving fucking El Mariachi. They did it on purpose or both. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the area that that we live in. Um. I would say I live in. I think you're probably you live in because I do not fucking edge, live in. Yeah. I do not live in that area. Yeah, where we used to live. You used to live here. Um. So I think it's funny, right? Because, um, we do live in such a, such a very like liberal hippie state um with a lot of bullshit like whatever but i thought it was interesting because i've i heard again i'm in a, a a group of fucking i don't know what's 30 times four 120 at least 120 people plus helpers so i you know i i catch a lot of like side conversations whether we're in line for the bar or you know everyone's sitting at the tables eating and you hear other stuff um and i heard a lot of people talking shit about like just the dumb, stupid, like liberal policies that people have. Like obviously anywhere you go now, people are going to talk politics, right? Now me, myself, I was not engaged in any of this. We were at our table. We were talking about, I don't know. I don't even remember just dumb shit. Um, what we were making fun of one of the kids because he couldn't remember what color ticket was what thing. Because the red, the red tickets were for the raffle items and the blue tickets were for the 50-50. And he just couldn't remember that. So like we were we, like, but there was amazingly no, no bullshit politics, no nothing like that. But obviously when you put that many people together, there's going to be some stuff. So I thought, I just thought it was interesting, right? I point out that um, as much as we hear and see, um, whether it's social media or the news or wherever, that there's all these like activism and like pro this and pro that there's a lot of just regular ass fucking people that are sick and tired of the bullshit um, well I'll, I'll also tell you at uh the whether it's the bar and grill at chamawa or if it's the north attleboro elks really any elks or golf course bar yeah 
what happens on the news in on Twitter and whatever that is not reflective <laughs> of the people that attend those places. Exactly. And um by that definition, those are my type of people. <laughs> the people that you can find at the North Attleboro Elks or the golf course bar, um, those are the people that I would typically like to hang out with. I say typically because I do hate I do hate most people. Um, that's where you so I, I actually had so I had to remember the the, the fentanyl story at the Foxborough Mandarin. Yes. <laughs> I actually had to explain that story to the kids at at work. <laughs> so there's there's a couple kids there. Um, two of them are from Bridgewater. One goes to Bridgewater State, so they're all either live in the real world or whatever. And I said something. I forget how it came up, but I go, I go. You'll find. I go. I don't know if it's like a smell, an aura. I don't know what it is, but the fucking shitty people always seem to find me somehow, some way, somehow. I go, here's a good example. Go, my buddy, we're sitting at the Foxborough Mandarin at the bar. Unprompted, dude just go, just like kind of nudges him and goes, ah, looking to score some fentanyl tonight. And then Nikos is just like, why me? Why is it always me? Why? Yeah. Why do these fucking weirdos always come at me with this shit? And then he's no, great too. He's like, what? Cause I'm the only brother here. Well, that's the thing. He's like, he, he's like, he's like, dude, like I get it. I'm black, but like, <laughs> but like, why, why, why do they have to speak up to me? Why do I have, why does this happen? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't know. It's like, again, it's smell or RO, whatever. Like, I know your uncles made jokes about that. Like, <laughs> dude, like I've had weirdos come up to me. Oh, it was the, um, Tank was asking me about the whipped cream at, thing. Oh, at yeah. I'm yeah. like, yes, he found the fucking retards. Like, he yep. found the idiots. Yep. Um, yep. They go, they can always find us for, yeah, for better or for right worse. Up. Can you show me how to use this? Yeah, whether it's harmless I like guess. that kid or it's the <laughs> fucking dude trying to score fentanyl. Yeah. He goes, he go, they, and then they, like, they look at me and they're like, why was, why was he trying to score fentanyl? I go, hold on, stop. <laughs> and this is the teaching part. I go, right. no one thinks that. No one actually sits there and goes, you know what I want tonight? Fentanyl. <laughs> no, you either get it. Right. Or you don't. Right. Don't or do. Don't care. Yeah. But I don't need to know. Exactly. We don't need to know. The three of us don't need to know. We're sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. I go, no one just says that. But I go, I don't know. This dude just felt compelled to tell my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only problem with like a golf course bar or an Elks or something like that. Yeah. The fucking weirdos can find you. Oh, for so sure. despite you not getting the super fucking weird side, you get the other side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh yeah. If you're ever looking for solar panels for your house, it's like, dude, no. Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck away from me. Yeah. I'm all set. Oh, where do you live? No. We're not doing this. <laughs> where do you live? No. 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 We're not. We are not fucking doing this. Um, oh, well, I, well, if you don't want the solar panels, my cousin's got a landscaping company. No. Yeah. Don't. I don't. What is this a fucking multi-level marketing scheme? Like, oh, <laughs> like you don't like, want the solar panels. Well, how about landscaping? Like, no. 
Oh, you don't have a yard? Well, how about a driveway repaving? Like I gotta, I gotta, I know someone that can do that for you. Ah, well, you gotta need something pressure washed, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, listen, buddy, get the fuck away from me. All right. Do you need money? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Fine. Yeah. The next, the next dollar 75 beer is on me, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the it is, uh, it is funny, right? Cause I think, I mean, I, I haven't lived here super long. It's only been a couple of years. Um, but I, I get the vibe there now. Don't get me wrong. There's certainly parts of North Attleboro that are like super fucking rich, right? There are multiple Patriots players that live in this town. Um, Logan Mankins lives right around the corner for me on a farm. Like I talked about before. Um, but, um, I think in general, I think the town is very blue collar, um, you know, versus like an Easton, right? Like I think Easton is very white collar uh, and I think North Attleboro is very blue collar. So I think the people kind of like get it, right? Cause they don't live in this like fantasy land. Um, they work, you know, semi real jobs, right? Whatever it may be. Um, so it is um, a little bit nice there, but what, so, oh, that was it too. One of the things I actually caught this whole story. So there were a bunch of firefighters there because half of this also benefits. So the the benefit of the, the golf tournament is for um, what this thing called Kids Day, which is what one of the days, I think it's in July, North Attleboro does this like big, huge, I think it's a weekend long thing, actually. It's like a big like carnival festival, but not like the shitty traveling carnival that you think of that like goes around. That's different at the places. Emerald Square Mall. Yeah, that's at the Emerald Square Mall. Um, this is like more. It's like a field day almost in a way. Like they have like a live band that comes in on Saturday night. Like it's like the thing that like they had in Pawnee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like Pawnee um, when, with uh, Lil Sebastian. So, um one of the guys who I would assume is a firefighter was telling this story. And this was, this guy was sitting at the table right next to me and he turns to another person at the table and he's, he goes, yeah. So I met this person. I forget what he was saying. I'm going to paraphrase the story, but he goes, yeah. So I met this person. Um, we're talking and they tried to give me all this bullshit trans stuff. Like, I, I don't want to hear any of this bullshit. And he goes, and he does the Gary, he does the, uh, Gary Jeffries line. He's like, I don't give a shit what anybody does. As long as you just, just, just don't keep me on me. it. Yeah. Just <laughs> do whatever you want on your own time. I don't need to know about it. Right. So he did the Gary Jeffries line. Let's involve. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but then I thought he made a super interesting point because he goes, I'm talking to this person and he goes, you're an EMT, right? Or paramedic. I don't, I've, I know there's yeah, a difference. All, they all are. I forget. I forget which one he said, but he was, let's just say EMT. He goes, you're an EMT, right? And the person says, yeah. And I go, what do you do if you get a phone call and there's a trans man having a miscarriage? How do you treat that? Would you treat that the same way you would a female that's having a miscarriage? And the guy goes, I said that to her and she didn't have a fucking word to say back to me. <laughs> and I was like, I, I guess, dude, like fucking well, checkmate. I kind so, of. <laughs> yes. So this this is the other thing, too, is like when lawmakers are doing their thing and social media people are doing their thing. 
And people who are just fucking either oblivious or have nothing better to do or I don't know what, mentally ill, call it whatever. There's certain things that they don't really account for. That being a good one. Yeah. Because that happens, like that might happen in the real world. Yeah. And in the real world, it's supposed to be the medical personnel's going to do whatever they need to do correctly. Right. Regardless of what society thinks. Exactly. Because generally it's bad business just to let them fucking, I mean, can someone die from a miscarriage? Um, yeah, probably. You could probably, hem- you can hemorrhage. You could? Okay. Yeah. So let's, 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 in this scenario, this person could die. Yeah. We'll just say. Yeah. They're not just going to let them die. It's yeah. not what they do. So they're going to handle it regardless of pronouns and fucking yeah. bathing suits and Target and fucking yeah. what beer they drink. Like, that's the thing that some people seem to forget is when Although it comes I think down I, to- I think I said that backwards in the story. I think I said, did I say trans man? Dude, you I, did, maybe, but you like, know, I don't, you know dude, what I, I don't meant, know. Though. I don't trans know woman. What, what, what I, what he was saying in the story was a biological male who is presenting as a woman is claiming that she is having a miscarriage. Like, in that situation, yeah. like, yes, for, for what do you medical- do? You like get him a fucking pillow and like put his feet up and give him some Advil, like, and give him a glass of water, tell him it's going to be fine. No, that versus when you call the social worker. Yeah, that's when you call the social worker. Your hey, your, <laughs> your fucking problem. Your fucking problem. You deal with it. <laughs> um, versus like a biological female, like now you have to take legitimate medical action. I just wanted to make sure I was clear. On that in the story, I think when Bro, I, I think me retelling the story, I crossed it. I I, I said it wrong. I'm also half, know, half retarded. I wouldn't know the fucking difference. Only it's because autistic I, foreplay. Only because I choose not to care. Um, we're two halves of a full retard. That could be the tagline. <laughs> Join our Patreon, where the only platform that we can fucking yeah. exist on. <laughs> <laughs> for, for eight dollars a month you can get all this stupidity and more yeah and golf <laughs> I, believe it or not i could be dumber yeah <laughs> so so i had an interesting question posed to me so the girl that mm-hmm. goes to bridgewater she asked me she goes hey what did you think of the students when you were there i'm like fucking i go in terms of what yeah. I go, this could go fucking anywhere. She goes, like, as a whole, I go, and I look at her, I go, I have no idea what you're trying to get at. I go, but I'm going to answer your question by not answering your question. <laughs> and I go, I assure you right now, I would have a way tougher time dealing with people if I went to college right now, yeah, as opposed to graduating when I did. Right. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's easy to say, different times. I'm talking 11 years. It's not that different. Yeah, it's not that different, but a lot has but changed in the last 10 years. A couple things that are definitely bigger things going on. Everybody gets involved on the political side of things. Everyone. Yeah. Like it's way more polarizing right now. 
wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. The sociology side of stuff, like, again, the trans, the fucking bathing suits, the fucking Bud Light, like, wouldn't be able to do it. Would not be able to do it. Wouldn't, I just, I just don't fucking care enough. Yeah. And I just don't, I just don't, I don't, I do not fucking care. Like, I literally have one thought. I don't think trans should compete in women's events. That's the only fucking, like, yeah, agreed. stance I have. Agreed. Other, Other than, than that, that, do whatever the fuck you want. Go fucking nuts. Just keep me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, go nuts. Like, yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> one bit. Whatever you do in your home is none of my business. And I'm like, yeah, I go, when I was there, I mean, there were a lot of athletes. There were a lot of people, like, Middle Earth was a thing. I don't know if it still is. I, I know they renovated the campus center. I don't know if Middle Earth still existed then. <laughs> um, I did wonder what, what was going to happen there. I'm like, I don't know. Everyone just kind of, like, did their, th- like, everyone just kind of did their thing. But it must have been the 2016 election where everyone became so fucking, like, politically motivated, even at a younger age. Yeah. And it's like, then it was like, everything's protest this and protest that. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would be able to do it. Like if I had, cause my first semester freshman year, I was, I was fucking thinking about dropping out. I was like, why? I, I, I did not know why I was enrolled in that school. Yeah. And the reason I was enrolled in Bridgewater State is because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I figured I would figure it out. And I'm sitting there before winter break going, why am I here and what am I doing? <laughs> a I bit go, of an existential a, crisis. I'm like, this is a fucking waste of time. Yeah. And I, it was, I was probably sitting there bombing in fucking calculus class when I already took calculus, figuring, trying to figure out like, <laughs> why the fuck am I bombing a class that I've already taken? Yeah. And why am I here and what am I going to do about like? I mean, I have to take zoology next semester. What the fuck? <laughs> so if I had, so if I was sitting there like wondering, what am I going to do? Why am I here? And wh- what's the point of all this? And then I had to look out my fucking window to see someone fucking oh God. like protesting the Homer Simpson fucking uh, seminar class. Yeah. Yeah. I would have fucking lost my fucking mind. Yeah. Probably would have dropped out. <laughs> yeah, same. I probably would have too. I don't. Yeah, that's that's really that's a really interesting question because, like you said, it's only been ten years, but there's a lot that's changed in ten years. And I think it's it it really comes down to like the political side and like the sociological side. Yeah, like those two things have not only become so prevalent, but they're so polarizing. Yeah. And I don't, and I, I don't think I would agree with most college kids. Yeah, I don't know if I would feel the way I feel right now. Obviously, I'm 33. I'm not 19. Yeah, but I, even then, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would fell in either. line with the majority of the student yeah. body. I mean, obviously, it's easy for me to say now, right? Like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think, but like, but I don't think I would have. I would have bought into the. Because I've never, I've never really been that way. I've always been a. Well, I can't say always, but I would say. 
since high school, right. I've, I've, I've been a like hard work, like get shit done. Like if you want something, you have to work for it. Cause like, that's kind of how I grew up and came to be right. Like my dad died when I was 13. Like it was, a, I came from a, a single, single parent house. It was just me and my mom. I'm an only child. Right. So it's like, I started working when I was 13 years old because I had to, right. If I wanted money, um, as I got older, like when, when I was like 17, 18, like I helped my mom pay for bills in the house. Like it, it's just kind of like, I had to grow up in a way that I think would have protected me from this, like foo-foo, like liberal bullshit, because I would have been like, what do you mean? Like you, you don't like, okay, you don't like the grade you got? Like, why don't you do better? Like, why don't you try harder? Why don't you like talk to the professor? Why don't, you know what I mean? Like I would have looked at it and was like, well, that's stupid. Cause that's the other thing too. Like I've always done, I, me personally, I've always done well in school. Um, I got mostly A's through high school. College was a little bit of a different story. <laughs> Depended how much I actually liked the class and if I went, but I still got mostly A's and B's, few C's. And I think I got a D. I think I got a D in one class, one semester um, undergrad. But I mean, in grad school, I think I got straight A's. I mean, if you don't count like A minuses, like I didn't have a 4.0 GPA in grad school, but I think I had a three, nine or a 3.88, a th high three, eight or a three, nine. Um, so I've always done pretty well, but like, I've had to like push to do well, right? Like, I, I don't know. So yeah, that's, that's what or I mean. At like least I said, just do your work, whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's again, it's easy for me to sit here at 31 years old and be like, Oh, if I was 19 today, I would tell them all the fuck off. I really do think I would, but like, I don't know. I can't say that. Well, no, sure. I would. So here's the deal. I wouldn't say shit to him. I know. I well, fucking yeah. assure you of that. Yeah. That one's a guarantee. I probably, I probably would be the dickhead that joined like the Trump fucking student union or something just to, <laughs> just to piss people off. I I would do something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have just sat there and been like, just fucking just keep me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's involve Gary Jeffries. Um. I, I need to watch that special again soon. It's so it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. I also don't know if that's the one where he was on the date where uh he was sitting there like trying to figure out if he should eat the cheese and he decides <laughs> to, and then like his plans change. I feel like that's the same special. <laughs> I think it could be, yeah. <laughs> he just came out with a new one. Um like within the last like six months, I think. You know what? I will feel like I sent it to you and never watched it. <laughs> I, I, I told you I about watched it, it. I never either. watched it because Amy actually doesn't like Jim Jeffries so if I were to watch it I'd have to watch it on my own time <laughs> but well write that write it down and when the kid's born you'll have plenty of time oh yeah that's for sure <laughs> um yeah we didn't even get to any of the other shit I mean we can keep going there's no we don't have a fucking time limit or anything um, but since we're on like political bullshit, um, I did want to bring up before it becomes old news, um, RFK Jr. was just on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I also caught, he did like a super quick, like 
25 to 30 minute interview with Breaking Points at Crystal and Sagar. And I was a little bit disappointed um, because it was more like, it's the first time since I've followed them that they were a lot like traditional news media. They were like peppering him with questions. Now, to be fair, when I do listen to the Breaking Points podcast, at the end at the end of every episode, so their final segment on their podcast, their last like 15 to 20, 25 minutes, they do an interview with someone and I never listen to them. I, I just, I listen to like certain segments that they produce through every episode, like a cherry pick, right? And I don't think I've ever listened to one of their interviews at the very end. Um, so I don't know if that's really how they are, but um, I was a little disappointed how they handled it. Um, like I said, they peppered him with questions. They did the, they did the stupid, like, I'm going to ask you a political stance question. And when you dance around it and don't answer it, I'm going to ask you the same stance question, the exact same question again, type of thing. And it's like, hmm, don't really like that, but I do like you guys. And I think you're way fucking better than every other, you know, mainstream media or traditional media. Um, so I'm not going to stop watching them or listening to them, but um, slightly disappointed the way that went. Um, however, I thought RFK Jr. handled it very well um, in that, that you know, 25 minutes on breaking points. And what struck me from it was his ability to kind of almost be like a real person. Um, so I actually, um, let me see if I can pull this up really quick. He'll never get through if that's the case. Um, dance, how do I get dance. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually sent this to sexy Chris the other day. Cause he asked me about it because he listened to RFK jr. On Rogan first. Um, and he hadn't listened to breaking points. So I did breaking points first and then did Rogan. So I said, um, it's a quick interview. Biggest takeaway I had was someone who's actually in tune with the current world and the landscape and is willing to keep an open mind. Uh, I'd, I'd call him probably like in today's world, a moderate Democrat um, with more of like a capitalist mindset. Um, he's not, he says right to Crystal and Sager that he's not in favor of UBI, which is universal basic income, which basically is like the stimulus checks for anyone that doesn't know um, during COVID there's a, you know, there's a big left-wing um, policy push that, you know, there should be a universal basic income for everyone in the country. Do you know what the tax rate is in Australia? I don't. It's almost 50%. Jesus fucking Christ. So you California, know you, know, you know what the tax rate is in Germany? Was it like 60%? It's like 60. Yeah. They yeah, I knew those things. I knew Germany. you. I don't know right. if it's UBI, but they have those things. I knew so. Germany was bad, um, but I, I wasn't. I didn't know about Australia. Um, so basically, California. <laughs> but I mean, dude, they they're only at sixteen. Yeah. Well, I think in total, they're oh, they're at like because it ends up being close, like close to forty or so. Yeah. If you make gotcha. over, if you're in the highest tax bracket in California, you pay over forty percent in tax. Um, crazy between federal and state. So, but they got the healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so he says he's not 
in favor of UBI, right? However, he says that he's open to it if and when AI becomes a problem. So he literally sits there. Crystal, I think Crystal is the one that asked the question and goes, what's your stance on UBI? And he's like, well, I don't really support UBI. Um, we can, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of it, but like, I'm a traditional capitalist, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada goes through. And he goes, however, I do want to acknowledge that I'm not against it, like put the pen down and not talk about it. He's like, if we run into a situation like Elon Musk has mentioned that, you know, AI starts to take away people's jobs and we need to explore UBI as a potential option, I'm willing to keep an open mind and explore it and see what the best way is that we can go about instituting it if necessary. And I was like, how is that not the perfect fucking answer? Oh, I was going to say, what's the issue? Yeah, that's literally like, that's the perfect fucking answer. <laughs> I don't support it, but that doesn't mean that I'll, I would never support it. Right? Like, like he's he's just seems to be like a very willing to talk about anything and keep an open Sounds mind. Sounds like you're not going to be able to hang out with the Elks anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, so he is pro free speech. Um, he is very much anti military industrial complex. So I'll jump into his interview with Rogan. That was a classic three hours. Um, but at one point they were talking about, you know, Joe asked him like, you know, what, what would you do? Like, how would you fix the economic situation? And he goes, well, we need to end all these wars. And he gets into how he would end the Russia and Ukraine war, which again, I think is very sensible. Um, he brought up the fact that Russia was willing to end the war like before it even started, basically. Um, and he said that there's a way to, the, the biggest thing is for people that aren't super familiar with it, there's this region in Ukraine called the Donbass region. And like, that's basically what they're fighting over. So he was talking, he came up with a way to um, diplomatically kind of keep both sides content. I wouldn't say happy, right? Because in a good a good negotiation, both sides leave unhappy. That's how you know it's a good deal, typically. Um, but he, he proposed his plan. And unfortunately, I don't remember specifically what it was there. But what I was focused on was this part of it, where he said, we need to end all these bullshit wars and we need to start building the country from within. He goes, what is going to be the downfall of this country is that we are focusing and have been focusing the last few decades on being a military strength. And our economy has fallen apart or fallen by the wayside, however he said it, as a result. And he goes, China has spent the last few decades doing the exact opposite. He goes, how many wars has China been in? in the last 40 years. There's none. They don't do they don't do the empire bullshit. They don't do the starting these wars on the other side of the world. What they do is they focus on making their economy as big and as strong as they fucking can. And now you have countries, we talked about this before. You have countries all over the world, it's the BRICS. So it's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. I think is the the BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. 
they now are using the yen, the Chinese yen, as their default currency. So they all they all left the U.S. dollar because the U.S. economy is unstable, right? And it's kind of pretty fucking low compared to where it used to be. And no one has no one has any faith in the U.S. economy anymore. So now they're switching over to the Chinese yen um, as their default currency. So he talks about that. He talks about all these issues, and he basically says the military-industrial complex is going to destroy the country because they are receiving ridiculous amounts of money. And he mentioned, I mean, he mentioned that at the end of the Vietnam War, um, there was, I, I don't know who the president was, I, whether it was Nixon or Johnson, um, but they they said something about like a peace dividend. So they were going to take like the remainder of the budget that was supposed to be spent on the war and like give everyone a check for like whatever, like a couple hundred bucks. Um, but that obviously <laughs> never got never got dispersed. Um, and it instead went to government contracts. So he said that, you know, places like Raytheon and Lockheed and Boeing, basically everything we've said, what other people have said and have been saying, is that these these companies are receiving tri literally trillions of dollars. Um, from the U.S. government, and their incentive is to wage war, right? Like, if you have a company that all they do is create weapons, they're going to want war. So if they're receiving money from the government to produce weapons, the money that they then pump back into the government via campaign donations and things like that is going to be to, hey, keep us going, right? Like, Keep sending those those uh, weapons over to Ukraine because we need to produce more, right? The more we produce, the more we can sell, the better our bottom line is, the higher our stock price goes, our investors are happy, right? It's a, it's a positive feedback loop. Um, and RFK Jr. has said that that's the fucking problem. He's like, if I get in, we're, we're ending all of that. He goes... Well, we, hey, he's not going to have to worry about that. Yeah, because he's not going to get in. They won't even exactly. let him fucking debate, which is an absolute fucking joke. Um, but, you know, he said, so he, I, I paraphrase, he didn't say like we were going to end all of it. What he did say was they need to refocus, right? And create ways to fortify the US from within, right? He said, we need to build a fortress here and not, fight a proxy war in Ukraine against Russia or fight a war in fucking Syria, right? Or Iraq or Iran or pick any of the ones, Laos, Vietnam, fucking Taiwan, like pick, pick any war that's that's happened in the last 50 years. It was like, we're not doing any of that shit. We'll, we'll, we'll fortify the country here from within. We'll build strong borders. We'll, um, you know, have the mil the military companies spend money to beef up military at home, not overseas, and we're going to build the economy. And I was like, I don't know, dude. He sounds really fucking good. Um, as someone who hates all politicians, um, he you now you nailed it right. You you fucking hit it right on the head. He's not going to be a nominee. Um, because the Democrats won't allow it. Like I said, they won't even. And I'm talking. It. I'm talking ever. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even not even this coming election. Right. Right. Um, if he were a candidate, I wouldn't even look at anybody else on the ballot. I would vote for him. After listening to him on the Rogan podcast, I would vote for him. Not because I, also, I agree with everything that he says. Sorry, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, too, and it's like I'd have to know more about what he's talking about. But he could also potentially be the guy. Now, again, I don't know what the Democrats actually think of him. If we moved into our uh, love triangle that we're aiming for of DeSantis, Trump, Biden, replace Biden with this guy. And I don't think you need to worry about the other two. Oh, yeah. Because they'll just eat each other alive. <clears throat> and all the people that are like, fuck that. Yeah. Give me this guy. It's really interesting and kind of makes you wonder or makes me wonder, right? Um, what is the actual goal and who is pulling the strings, right? Because from we a- We don't know and we don't know. Yeah, we don't, right. So from a purely political standpoint, right? Like if this was in a vacuum and- the Democratic Party as a whole wanted to retain power over the government, or at least the executive branch of the government, you would run RFK Jr. Because he would win, right? He he would win. So from a, like, my team versus your team standpoint, it doesn't make sense to not have him be your candidate. However, where obviously this isn't in a vacuum, it's like, Okay, so the goal isn't control of the executive office then, or the executive branch, it's something else, right? And I'm not smart enough really to figure out what that is, but it's, I don't know. And it, it could be the military industrial complex. It could be, you know, the quote unquote cabal, right? The The deep state, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the people you know, in the shadows that really are, you know, have the marionette on a string. Um, they don't think they'd be able to control them, maybe. It's the, the owl deity. Yeah, it's Moloch. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's It's super interesting because it does kind of shed a little bit of light on the situation that it's not a purely we want our team to win. Because if you did want your team to win, he's your best candidate. He's he's probably the best candidate um, that's currently in the race, right? Selfishly, I still think Tulsi would be the best um, person to run. But um, the best person that's currently in the race is RFK Jr. Like, by and far. So... I don't know. I think DeSantis is probably pretty close. I think in a in a best case scenario, which means this is not going to happen at all, we would get DeSantis versus RFK Jr. And then I would have faith that whoever won, right? Like we would not fucking continue to spiral into nothingness, uh, which means we're going to get Trump and Biden. And then, you know, it's we're doomed. Yeah, it's just like Rocky too. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, that's what I was going to say before. It's, it's it's not that I agree with everything that RFK says, right? Because I don't. There's a lot of stuff that I disagree with. Um, 
Like he's got some goofy stances on, I, he's got some goofy stances on Wi-Fi. Um, but I think it's from, so if you listen to the interview to me and I'm putting words in his mouth and I guess I'm defending him in a way, but it, to me, it sounds like he's a little bit misinformed, um, with what's going on. Cause he did make the claim that like Wi-Fi causes cancer and like, you know, like the 5g towers and all that, like conspiracy stuff, which it's rooted in truth because Andrew Huberman, um, who I've talked about before, who's a fantastic scientist has shared studies that show men that keep cell phones in their pockets have a lower sperm count, or I'm saying their front pocket have a lower sperm count than men that keep their phones either in their back pocket or somewhere else on their person. Um, so there is legitimate scholastic research out there that shows that like something is happening, right? With cell phones. And now if that's necessarily the Wi-Fi or the 5G, who the fuck knows, right? But the fact of the matter is that there's radiation, right? Like this little thing that we all carry in our pockets, like it emits some form of radiation. Um, and over time, that's not great. So the same thing, there's also some legitimate scientific research that shows an increase in um, glioblastomas in the brain. And so I, I, I mean, I haven't read much into this, but there are some people that claim that they're specific to one side of the head, which seems to be where that person would always hold their cell phone. Um, again, I can't support or refute that claim. That seems like a lot, but it might not be, right? So clearly there's something going on with, with something from the cell phones. Again, whether it's Wi-Fi or 5G or just radiation in general, because it's an electronic device and it emits electronic wavelengths of radiation. Um, who knows, right? But I think there's something to it. So that's, I think, I think he's a little misinformed from that standpoint. Like, I think he just doesn't have all of the information. Not that I do either, but I think I have a little bit more than he does in regards to that because he was trying to claim on Rogan that like Wi-Fi causes cancer and that like just by sitting in a room where you have Wi-Fi accessible is like bad for your health. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, I don't think so. But I do think that there is something to the phone thing. Um, so he's got some some goofy stuff, like I said, that I don't really agree with. Um, and I'm sure if I went down on every political policy that he had, I wouldn't agree with some of them either. But that's like, my point is that like I can dis I can find things to disagree with him and agree with him. But the biggest thing for me is like keeping an open mind, right? Like he's not this like, nope, I have to say that I support all trans people because I'm running as a Democrat. So obviously everything is great or no abortion is bad because I'm running as a Republican. So I don't support abortion at all. It's like, okay, you guys are fucking lame. Like you're not a human. You're just a fucking robot. You know, you're a, you're a humanized piece of paper, right? Like I can just read on the piece of paper what your stances are. So I think it's a breath of fresh air that he's in it. But like you said, um, <laughs> as you most often do, is uh, 
keep keep me grounded at least or keep the show grounded uh it's all for naught because yep he's not gonna nope not even gonna be nominated he's not even gonna be a nominee so nope they won't let it happen yeah we don't know who they are but they won't let it happen yeah so fuck me i guess um but if you do have time uh anybody whether it's you actually uh or the listeners um it's (laughs) it's a decent listen um Again, it's a Rogan three-hour-long episode, but I think it's I think it's fantastic. So he got my vote from it. So, and I am sitting here again. I, like I said, I hate all politicians, but as th- that being said, I wasn't sure if I would ever vote for a Democrat ever. <laughs> the way things have been going in that party, um, but here we are. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. I still don't plan on voting, so. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, if they trot someone good, I'll go reactivate my shit or whatever the fuck. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I in the last two elections, I voted third party. I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016, and I voted for... Yeah. That's very commendable of you. Joe Jorgensen? Was that who ran in 2020? I don't, I don't know. know. It's very commendable. I just know it's not going to fucking yeah. matter. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to wrap this bitch up? Yep. So, you got a cast iron pan at home? I do. Okay, so you actually got one. Because I remember, I remember back in Axis 2017, you wanted to make like a, I don't even know what the fuck it was, an apple something. It was like, Apple and pastry or apple and like dough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever what it, was. it was was fucking stupid. It took me forever but, to clean the goddamn thing. But and that was I remember that because it was like this thing is a fucking bastard to clean because you can't use soap. You can't use water. If you fuck it up, you got to put season it and oil it and all that. Yeah. Everyone knows you can't put soap on the pan. It ruins the seasoning. Then it rusts and it destroys everything. Uh, which I mean, ob- obviously that's how it works, right? Yeah. Until I found cast iron Chris with underscores hmm. on Instagram and cast iron Chris. Now I don't watch everything because there's no logical like progression for me. <laughs> <laughs> he uses soap. He uses water. He uses like fairly abrasive things on like regular use cast iron pans. Now, he also restores them and whatever. He's not really talking about the $20 Lodge (laughs) pan from Target. Yeah. There's Griswold might be a company. I don't know. Some of those shits are worth like thousands of dollars. And like he yeah. talks about them being heirlooms and antiques, whatever. Okay. But moral of the story, he says you can use soap, sponges, fairly abrasive stuff. I think he uses chain mail. Yeah. I use chain shit mail up. for mine and salt. I put salt in and scrub it with the yep. chain mail. That's another one. So like the salt, the chain mail, whatever. So, Mr. Cast Iron Chris, 
I took on your little challenge with my lodge <laughs> cast iron pan. I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've washed mine with soap like three or four times now. Yeah. Um, I have not used, I've only used like the yellow and green sponge yep. and using the green side. That's all I've used on it. Um, I've used soap, used water, um, still the same deal. Like clean it. Like I, I usually clean it while it's hot. Yeah. Clean it, wipe it dry, hit it with some oil, spread the oil out. And then this was the other piece. I used to just kind of leave it from there. I've now started wiping the excess oil away. Yeah. So some of the parts of what he says, he goes, first of all, the soap doesn't fucking do the things that you think it does. Number one, first and foremost, he goes, <laughs> you think it does all these things. And I do, I don't see that. <laughs> he goes, you can clean this like normal. And he's like, you just, he goes, and you shouldn't have to reseason all that, all that much. If you, if you see, if it's seasoned right the first time, it should be fine. Now the lodge pans, I guess they're fucking not good. Whatever. Yeah. Mine isn't rusting. It'll get the fucking job done. But what he also made a point to show was like, you know, you have oil and excess oils and fats and all that shit. And like it splatters, whether it's on the sides or like whatever. And it gets like that black scummy, whatever. Like he shows some of his pans. They're not black. They're gray. Now, again, lodge notwithstanding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But. He's like, it doesn't need to have a coat of whatever the fuck black shit for it to be seasoned. All that is is just burnt, built up shit. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to want to clean that off. <laughs> um, and what I have noticed since is using the soap, using the sponge, things don't stick as much. It's easier to clean each and every time. Hmm. And I feel like I've wasted the last <laughs> seven or eight years of my life. Like Keeping worrying soap and a sponge wor- away from like worrying about the fucking cast iron pan. Yeah. So now we have another Chris. We have a cast iron Chris. Yeah, but we'll never meet cast iron <laughs> yeah, Chris. No, because truthfully, it's like, listen, man, like the tips, like I'm sure you're listening. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tips are great. Listens. I'm never going to restore a pan the way he does. Uh, There's lots of chemicals and processes and like, dude, there's a lot. Like he's got fucking like the car battery, like hooked up to the fucking thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like the electro, like electrophoresis. Like like it's all that stuff again. But he's, he's, he's restoring like pans that should be worth three grand. And if you don't restore it, right. It's worth fucking hundred bucks. Maybe if someone wants it. Yeah. Um, that's crazy that a cast iron pan would be worth thousands. Of oh, dollars. it's nuts. Nuts. I'm like, dude, all cast iron pans are like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what makes them great. You can literally get them anywhere. Like you can get them at Bass Pro Shop. You can get them yeah. at Target. You can get them yeah. at Market Basket. Olympia like, Sports used to be able to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You can get them at Dick's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Uh, so yeah. And then not only that comments absolute cesspool as you can imagine so this is why we can't have nice things yeah it's like lou stagner 
people yes. go after him being yep. like, oh, Seth your Gordon. stats are wrong. Yeah. Like, okay. He only works for Arcos and has, what is it? 12,000 or is it? It's it's more than that, right? Three quarters of a billion. Oh, okay. That's what shots it is. in yeah. the database. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're almost at three quarters of a billion. Yeah. So you get 300,000 shots not- in the database, but 750. Three quarters. Yeah. Uh, three quarters, not one quarter. Nope. Um, but that's the problem. Too much data. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much, too much data. Too many, yeah. too many numbers. Yeah. You need less, less data is more accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what I see in my Sunday group. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely hit the driver 275 on average. <laughs> oh, on Twitter? No, it's 300 every yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People fucking suck. <clears throat> So, uh, all right. So my final thought, um, if you've been watching on YouTube, um, the last couple of time, last couple episodes, uh, first of all, go hit that subscribe button, um, and like comment review, all that fun shit. Uh, but you'll notice over my shoulder over here, there's more shit that seems to just be piling up. Um, and that's true. And this is only what you can see that's on camera. Um, there's one really big box right there. There's the top part of a like reclining swivel chair. Have you painted the room yet? No, I have not. You are going to be a terrible fucking father unless you paint that fucking room. I know. I know. I, I got to start early. Just paint the fucking room. I got to set the, set the tone from the beginning. Paint the fucking room. Just paint the, you have to paint a room. Like it's, it's, it's what every fucking person who's ever had a baby, they have to paint a room. <laughs> always every single fucking time that paint no good got no paint. good yeah um there's a high chair right there there's another box behind it there's the bottom half of the uh of the the rock actually i think i can turn i'll just turn this real quick for you guys yep there's the bottom half of the reclining rocker chair um and then there's another box behind that and that's just what's here there is um three, four, five more boxes downstairs in my dining room. Um, so needless to say, having a baby, uh, you apparently acquire a fuck ton of things. So wait until people start dropping off all the shit that they don't want anymore for your <laughs> kid. Yeah. 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 What I would recommend is like anyone that starts bringing you clothes and shit, throw them out. When you're done. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, a lot of these are uh, like the high chair and shit like that is air, um, like baby shower gifts where like the people either couldn't make it or it's something bigger, right. And heavier, like a high chair or a fucking, I don't know, pack and play, whatever the fuck people are sending like a car seat, something bigger and heavier that they don't want to like schlep into the fucking baby shower just so we can schlep it home. Um, so they just bought it and delivered it right to us at our house, which is just, you know, way as fucking they easier. should. Yeah. Way fucking easier. As it's just all going to go in the back of my truck. <laughs> so it's just less stuff left, less trips that I have to make from the North Attleboro Elks <laughs> to my house after the fucking baby shower. So yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of shit that we're accumulating so far. And um, I'm going to get kicked out of my office pretty fucking soon. So in the next, uh, in the next few episodes, you might notice a new scenery 
uh, behind me because I am going to have to find somewhere paint, else paint, to do You got to paint the room first. Yeah, I got to paint the Well, I need to get this desk out so I can paint the room. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Don't forget. <laughs> I feel like it should be a game. Like every episode that we do, I should add more shit in here until finally it's like literally right behind me. <laughs> Luckily, I use a background for work. So like my computer is right here. And then to the left of this is like my work setup. So there I have like a virtual back, like it just says move plan on my background. Um, and then, you know, that's so people can't see all the shit behind me. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for us today. So uh, thanks for coming along the ride. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe if you're an audio-only guy, too. Tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. On Twitter, at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, and then go to Moonbrew.com. Use the promo code Jared16159 to get 10% off. Your order at Moonbrew. I drank my uh, Moonbrew tea earlier, as you could have seen if you're on YouTube. Uh, that'll get you 10% off again over there um, when you check out. <clears throat> then you can go to grillyourassoff.com uh, and use the promo code SarcasmPod to save 10% off your order every single time you check out. Multi-use coupon, 10% off every time over there. And while you're trying to spend some money, you can go to mybookie.com. Use the same promo code SarcasmPod, and they will double your initial deposit up to $1,000 over there. Uh, so that is going to do it for us. Uh, until next time, good night, everybody. 